Welcome to For 10 Points, the best podcast on the web for everything Quiz Bowl related. Whether you're a player, a coach, or just trying to improve, we can help you get better. I'm your host, Ken Romeo. Normally with me is Andrew Turiago. We're going to do things a little differently today. Andrew will be with us later when we have our interview with Chenery Middle School, the champions from this year's MSNCT. In that interview, we're going to hear from the team. We're going to hear how they study, how they prepared. We're going to hear about their path to, to Chicago this year. And we're going to hear about the tough matches that they faced while they were there. So I encourage you to sit back and listen to the folks from Chenery and hear, uh, hear all about their great run. Normally we start with a scoreboard. And there's really only one tournament that's worth talking about, and that is the 2023 Middle School National Championship Tournament. All right, so let's get into some of the highlights. We know by now Chenery is our champion, and we'll get to their run in our interview. But what I want to do to start is actually take a look at some of the other highlights from the tournament. So let's start by talking about the top individual scorer from the tournament. Top individual scorer was Padraig Finan, an 8th grader, playing solo from Washington Connections Academy in Tumwater, Washington. Now, Padraig had played in nothing but online competitions from the Texas Quiz Bowl Alliance this year. So this was actually his first in-person tournament. Padraig, by himself, went 6-2 on Saturday, including wins over Sycamore B and the 2022 champions Longfellow A. Washington Connections actually won their first two playoff matches and finished tied for 21st. Speaking of the defending champions, Longfellow A began Saturday, as you'd expect, with two convincing wins, 420-25 over Springfield Franklin B from Illinois and 500-10 over Brown Summit B from North Carolina. Then in their third match, they played the Georgia State champions from River Trail A. In easily the most eye-popping result of the weekend, River Trail A demolished Longfellow A, 8-20-90. Longfellow, to their credit, rebounded in their next two matches. But after a loss to Washington Connections, as we just mentioned, and another to Colvard Run Elementary, they were now 4-3, and, and they were on the verge of missing the playoffs for the first time in their program's history. Fortunately for them, they were able to get by Spectrum High School from Minnesota, to stay alive. Longfellow won once on Sunday and finished tied for 33rd. All right, let's take a look at one of my favorite things to do is uh, take a look at some of the undercard teams. You know, we here at Middlesex, we have our A team, but a lot of the tournaments we go to, there's B, C, D, E, F, all the way down. So we just want to give some love to the uh, to the B and C teams, those players that maybe they're sixth or seventh graders who are on the rise, or maybe they're eighth graders who have really worked their way onto a team that deserve to go to, to the nationals. So let's take a look at some of the undercard teams. There were a couple of B teams that finished ahead of their A teams. First, Burley Manor B from Ellicott City, Maryland. And they were all seventh graders. So we can see just how good they're going to be next year. They finished tied for fifth. So look out for them next year. Burley Manor A was the highest ranked team that missed the playoffs. So officially 59th. So the B team, fifth, A team, 59th. Sycamore B, we mentioned them before. Sycamore B from Indianapolis, Indiana. Again, mostly 7th graders. 
they actually lasted one more round than their A-team. Sycamore B finishes tied for 5th, and Sycamore A finishes tied for 8th. 5th and 8th, that's, uh, I remember in 2018, Middlesex A finished 5th, Middlesex B finished 8th. It was a great year for the program. 5th and 8th, nice job out of those players from Sycamore. Also of note, Cooper B from Virginia finished tied for 21st. So nice job for them. Cooper A um, was the third place team overall. Churchill, our friends from Churchill Middle School. They're from Carmichael, California. They had three teams, A, B, and C, and they all finished tied for 21st. So wonder what kind of bragging rights uh, are going on in Carmichael, California, if all three teams, A, B, and C, finished tied for 21st. All right. So let's talk about, before we get to our interview with Chenery, let's talk about their impressive run on Saturday and Sunday. And keep in mind, no team in the history of MSNCT has ever gone undefeated. So let's start with Saturday, where the day began with a 700-point victory over Tuscumbia from Missouri. So they win that game. They move on to play Strawberry Park B. Strawberry Park A, one of the best teams. Strawberry Park B, unfortunately, ran into Chenery in round two, and Chenery wins 560 to 190. Then they go on to play River Trail B. We know River Trail A finished second. River Trail B, unfortunately, runs into Chenery in round three. Another win for Chenery, 535-185. Now the opponents are starting to get more challenging. Next up, Sycamore A finished 13th in the country. It's close, but they win 440 to 415. And you're going to hear the uh, players from Chenery talk in a little bit about their match with Sycamore A and how nervous they got in that match. All right, then they play Washington Connections, a 430 to 285 win. Now they're 5-0. Then they play Anderson A from New York City. Anderson A had a great tournament and finished tied for fifth. Chenry wins 505-335. Next, in a matchup of 6-0 teams, Chenry took on challenger Strawberry Park A from California. Keep in mind, the pre-MSNCT ranking, a list that was made by Andrew from Chenry with a few others, they had Strawberry Park number three in the country. Strawberry Park was also the only team to beat Middlesex on Saturday. In this game, Chenery barely broke a sweat, and they won 540-205. All right, now it's the eighth match of the day. The one card is on the line, and there are only two undefeated teams left. There's Chenery, and there's River Trail from Georgia. Match was close, partly because of five nicks from Chenery, but Chenery pulls out the win, 480-340. So they enter Sunday as the lone unbeaten team and the one seed. After a bye, they beat Hopkins from California, they beat Washington Connections, and they beat Redwood, also from California. So still in the winner's bracket. All right, now it's our turn, Middlesex A. It was close at the half, but Chenery pulled away in the second half, and they won 495-225. Okay, at this point, there are only two teams left in the winner's bracket. There's Chenery, and there's Cooper Middle School from Virginia, who is pre-ranked number two team in the country the winner of this match is guaranteed a spot in the finals this game wasn't close chenry wins 530 to 140 so at this point i'm thinking can anyone beat this team will they be the first team ever to go undefeated at msnct well middlesex gets one more shot in round 20 if we win we stay alive in the tournament and the finals chenry's still there but it's going to be a one match winner take all 
If not, then Middlesex is relegated to play for third place, and Chenery would have an advantage final. They'd have to lose twice to whomever their opponent would be. The match was really close. Middlesex got out to a lead, and they held on for dear life for so much of this match. But the last few toss-ups, Chenery toughened up and came through, and they won 380 to 325. And so now they were awaiting the winner of the River Trail Cooper match. River Trail was down early. They come back and they win, and they advance to their finals for the first time in their school history. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time there was a, a team from Georgia in the finals. The first match of the finals was intense. It was back and forth. And Chenery had a chance to win it late. They trailed by 25 points going into the final toss-up. They got it right for 10 points. They only needed 20 points on the bonus to win it, but they only got 10, and they fell five points short. So the dream of being the first undefeated champion was over, but they still had a chance to be the national champions. And in that last round, Chenery started strong. They maintained their lead throughout the match, and they win 370 to 290. And Chenery Middle School from Belmont, Massachusetts, is our 2023 middle school national champions. At this point, let's hear from our national champions. We're going to play our interview that Andrew and I did with the kids from Chenery Middle School. Well, it is our absolute privilege to have with us the national champions from 2023, all the way from Belmont, Massachusetts, Chenery Middle School. How are you guys doing today? Thank you for having us. That's good. Can you guys just uh, quickly go around and just uh, say your name so that listeners can try to put a voice to a name? Uh, I'm Fergus Williams. I am Sippy Gow, um, Chenery's nominal coach. Uh, I'm Andrew Gow. I am the other panda on Chenery, as my name as my name tag suggested. I'm Gregory Zeldovich, but you can call me Grisha. I'm Jeffrey Wu. All right. Um, so I guess the first question I'm going to ask is, how does it feel to be national champions? Uh, it's certainly very interesting. I always tell people that it was very surreal for me after winning, except for the fact that we had like a gigantic poster that said national champions on it. So the poster made things real for you. Like once you saw the poster, that was what made you feel like, okay, this is real. I, there's a poster. They wouldn't fake that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I want to. I want to skip ahead to a question that I said would maybe come last, but what was your favorite moment of the weekend of playing in the nationals? Besides, you know, besides, besides winning. winning, besides winning, um, on Saturday night, uh, me and Greg went to hang out with the Churchill people at their hotel after dinner. It was very cool. And, uh, we talked and we, we had food. It was nice. I, um, I've actually spent the greater part of the last month re reading The Fountainhead, and finally, in all of my time playing quiz ball, finally an Ayn Rand question came up, so I uh, I got that. It would be a bit weak, but me getting the Celsius in the morning, drinking some caffeine, that <laughs> felt so good. It, it was crazy. I'd have to say, what's really underrated is the MSNCT mystery hash. It's like corned beef and potatoes. But like, it's really good. It's like pretty salty, but it's really good. But I would have to say that, yeah, Andy is right. Um, hanging out with Churchill, that was a, that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. He's referring to a, a buffet item that is some sort of mixture of 
hash browns and meat. I, <laughs> I remember looking at it and asking Barbara Ivy what was in it and then just going to the next item and getting something else because I was like, I, I don't want to risk it. I want to shout out the fact that um, I was busy losing to Darien at the time they were at MSNCT, which was also a good experience. <laughs> no shame in losing to Darien, I'll, I'll say that. Um, so Cheddary is relatively new to the scene. There were, you know, the team you played in the finals, River Trail, they've been around forever. Um, so what, what did you, like, how did you guys all find out about Quiz Bowl and what brought you into? What's your Quiz Bowl origin story? Yeah. Like a super villain origin story. Well, I feel like mine started was actually because of Fergus. Yeah. I remember this one day very clearly. I was, I was walking with Fergus after school. He says, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this thing called Quiz Bowl today. And I went there and then I just kept coming back and coming back. And that's how it all started. Yeah. And and I I got it from my friend Reno, who never actually went to any tournaments. He practiced with us last year. Um, but and he got it from his dad, who was like a collegiate player. Uh he he and he I think he's still doing trivia uh, as an adult. So he's his dad was really big into it, and then he got me into that. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I definitely got into Quizful because of Cindy. I remember that even like way before I played my first tournaments and he was reading me like questions like scope and like other stuff. And I remember it being like really hard and me being like, oh, I don't like Quizful. And then after I've been to a few practices after like my first tournament, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I got it from just Greg. Kind of peer pressure me into joining. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Like a better app. That was really fun. You know, I went to some practices. I went, I think I, my first tournament was like Charter Oak, I think. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah. Nice. All right. So a, a follow-up question then. You guys are all eighth graders. What is what happens to Chenery next year? So I think our current plan is uh the middle school is gonna be seventh to eighth grade next year, I believe. So there'll be a lot less people, especially since we have a lot of really good fifth graders this year. So it'll be a little unfortunate, but I'm sure that we'll be able to find some good people and continue the team. Are you, are you working with the team then? Uh, currently, we don't have many seventh graders or sixth graders, but uh, we'd be definitely uh, down to find people next year. Yeah. That's great. That's Pay very forward. cool. Yeah. Our, our high schoolers definitely come and help us out. Uh, and uh, there's definitely a, a big sick brag to being like, yeah, you know, we just have the national champions. Like, you know, they just come to our practice sometimes and read us questions and help us out. Uh, so those are going to be some really scary fifth graders, Ken. Mm -hmm. um, I won't have to worry about them for a couple of years. Though, so yeah, okay. yeah. It's okay. thankfully. Um, so my next question would be, uh, is there anyone you want to thank for your success? Is there anyone who uh, you feel like now that you have this moment to pause, like uh, this person really, really helped me out and I want to make some space for them to, you know, say thank you. I heard this out a little corny, but honestly, I just want to say that Andy's dad for like putting up with all this and taking us to all these tournaments. I really, I really don't think we could have done it without him. Yeah, I would also like to thank my dad. Um, he's flown to me twice this, this year to Sacramento, uh, along with many other things, yeah. I think I'd like to like thank Andy for like really just uh, got got me into studying and um, 
he like taught me some strategy and also probably my mom for uh basically just burning questions into my head on the plane uh on the way on the way there so yeah, yeah. nice i would love to say greg for like in like math class he was like forcing me to like do a qb just it was like the good like for extra hours it was really good i think those extra hours really helped yeah also for my parents probably for like um going to chicago with me you know the allergies there was pretty bad so yeah yeah so it's that's pretty fun I also want to thank, thank Cindy for like creating like an open and welcoming environment in the Quiz Bowl community as a good way to get started. Uh, so you mentioned um, some of those like things that helped you, but you said like, oh, Andrew taught me some strategies. Uh, you said like, oh, you know, we were we were just, you know, practicing in math class when we're supposed to be doing math. Uh, what are some of the study resources that you feel like have helped you the most? I've definitely used Kiwi Reader a lot. Uh, I was very sad when Quiz TV stopped like working uh, this season, but QB Reader is like a really good tool since it has a lot of questions and you could basically look up anything and learn from that. I know that um, in the run-up to nationals, I learned like, well, I knew that we had a very big hole in science. So I started playing chemistry questions on QB Reader since that was my part of science that I was trying to cover. And I made a lot of principal flashcards uh, in chemistry that got me buzzes at nationals. Nice QB reader. I don't. I don't know if we use that one. I, I mean, I I use it. Too. Okay, typical. He knows it, but I don't. <laughs> well, it's it's what replaced, as he said, uh, QuizDB. It's yeah, shout out to that. my friend Raynor who uh, got so distracted by Magic the Gathering that uh, he no longer runs QuizDB. Uh, but he's a friend of mine, so you know, it is what it is. Been helping me is I've just been writing. I've been I've been on a couple set writing things that I've been, especially MSQBD MSQBD Madness. Um, by the way, I play MSQBD Madness three. <laughs> um, um, I've been writing questions and it's just a great way to expose yourself to the material. It's a great way of studying. Also, I just, I just think it's playing fun to write quiz bowl questions. Yeah. And actually, uh, I'm one of the editors for MS3 Madness and we've had two iterations so far. And I feel like editing sets and seeing what other people know and basically learning those clues helps you a lot. Like I definitely got a lot of buzzes at MSNCT on those, uh, sort of clues including the the last toss up that we got uh toss one north korea and i helped edit or i helped write a question that clued uh one of the things that eventually came up there so I, I, let me let me ask a follow-up here because we really haven't had an episode on how to write questions and maybe that's something that we can do in the future the the goal of writing questions to improve how much of the question do you already know and how much do you have to learn while as you go that's a very good question i feel like i normally write things on stuff that i know a little bit about but i always do some sort of research to find a cool clue or find a hard clue uh like looking it up on qb reader looking it up on wikipedia seeing whatever is like interesting to help write a question it definitely teaches you a lot yeah, and I'd say similarly, I um I once wrote a set as a project for, uh, or a packet as a project for uh, school, and I found that, like, if you, writing about people specifically, 
writing about things people did and worked with is, I feel like, a lot easier than writing about those things themselves. And just like like these guys said, writing really helps you uh, learn the stuff. And I I would take something that I kind of already knew, and then I'd have to um, Google stuff for like the harder clues. So right. And sometimes I take something from like just a random corner in my mind. And then I'd like, I'd adjust it to the difficulty, of course, say if I was writing for like an MS set or a reg set, I'd change it accordingly. But I want to make it fun and engaging for the player as well, because at the end of the day, someone's going to be on the other end of the question hearing it. And I don't want it to be, I don't know, another stock toss up on so-and-so or just another bonus filler. Like I want questions to have a good purpose in them. What does a typical Chenery practice look like? So Cindy's been running a lot of practices with me. We both and, and and how often do you practice too? Let me let me ask. Let me yeah. throw that in the question uh, too. We do it once per week. I know other programs do it a lot more, but the way we have it set up is uh, we have like a PTO extracurricular club that people sign up for, and we have different sessions. So during each session, we would run practices in person at Chenery. And then whenever those weren't running, we ran practices online through Discord. Also, the middle schoolers do come to our high school practices as well, so they get exposed to the higher difficulties of questions um, that way as well. Yeah. Um, practice is generally partitioned into a more casual table, which I run. Like these guys, they do the entire competitive table themselves. It's they're amazing. Um, at the so Andy can talk on competitive practices, but at casual practices, generally I put on a gym kit um, so as not to scare the new players away. So they get to learn new clues before they come up. So when they do come up, it's more of a of a buzzer race where everybody knows that it's more equal and equitable. Uh, yeah, and I would say that is more rewarding to the players, especially when they're like they're young and they're fifth graders, sixth graders, stuff like that. Uh, for my table, I usually just feed a packet. Uh, we we sometimes divide into teams or we do a free for all, and then we collaborate on bonuses. I really think the collaboration element is important. And uh, yeah, we just we just hear a lot of questions and that's a good way to learn, I think. But only once a week. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot more efficient than our nine times a week. Yes. <laughs> uh, my my corollary to that or my connection with that would be um, do you feel like there's any practice habits, things that you maybe do daily or things that you do more than once a week that have really helped you? Is it maybe just living with your coach? Yeah. So uh, on our Discord server, I run a thing called Snail Bowl. Basically, I take a toss-up and I deconstruct it. So that it's like one sentence, one sentence, one sentence, one sentence. And every day, or at least whenever I remember, I send, <laughs> I send part of the question in the channel. And basically, the earlier you buzz, the more points you get. Um, yeah, it happens like every day and I try to explain the clues after the toss-up is done through Discord. I think that's also a good element to like keep up a good routine and keep learning things. Okay, follow up to that. How much time do you spend a week preparing on your own? <laughs> um, <laughs> So, and I understand it's different for the four of you and that's okay, but I want to hear, you know, I want to hear from each of you, how much time a week do you guys spend preparing? I, a lot of time, if I'm like bored, just sitting around, I'll probably flip open QB reader, but that's kind of more my casual study. And I, I might do, do that maybe 
two, three hours a week. But um, like I said, there's other things like just reading is like if you read a book that that's a really good way to know that book. Um, and and I, I can actually read pretty fast so I can go through books pretty fast. Um, and I, I, I read every week and the, yeah, that's it pretty much. Yeah. Um, unlike Fergus, who is good at reading, I, I do not read books that come up in Bristol. I frequently joke that even though I'm a lit player, I am illiterate. I do not <laughs> read. Uh, I think what I normally do is I like to consume a lot of information in like a fast paced way. So I like look at spark notes for lit. I look at QB Reader for science and uh, Wikipedia is good for history. Basically, just like learning a little bit of everything because I'm sort of like a generalist. Uh, I've tried to measure how much time I play Quiz Bowl, how much time I like do Quiz Bowl in a week, but I've never been able to do it successfully because uh, I usually spend a lot of time just throughout the day learning and making flashcards and sometimes reviewing. Uh, I also play QB Reader. But yeah, not not during math class. Not during math class. <laughs> okay. First off, Andy's capping. I have seen him play QB Reader in math class before. But that's beyond the point. I wouldn't actually say I study directly for Quiz Bowl. I just study things in general. Like sometimes I'll be just reading about my biology or mythology on my own because I just have a genuine interest in those things outside of Quiz Bowl. It just happens to coincidentally get me Quiz Bowl points. But yeah, the QB reader thing is a thing. And like, especially for a myth player such as myself, I just read the source material quite a bit. Like earlier this year, I went through all the Mayan texts and hoping to get to some of the Finnish stuff later this year. But the Kalabala. The Kalabala, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also do this thing called PKing quite a bit, uh, in which two people read each other alternating bonuses and they choose what categories and difficulties they want. Um, it's pretty fun. It's a good way to get interaction with people too. Plus, you learn also from the other person. Like, I've learned literature, even though I'm notably not good at literature, but I have learned literature from asking other people literature questions. Hmm. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I try to, like, this seems like a bit, like, less, but I do try, try to do, like, five flashcards, like, every day. It's, it's like, a good cycle, you know? You, like, slowly learn stuff. Also, I do, like, QB Reader when I'm, like, on a car, or like, just, like, when I'm free, pretty much instead of like playing like an app game or something. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I read Wikipedia a lot. It's pretty interesting. No, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I just, I just think it's important for our listeners to hear that it's like success isn't just about attending practice. That's just going through emotion. There's, if you really want to succeed, there's a lot of stuff you have to do on your own. And some of it is just absorbed through osmosis and through things that you enjoy doing anyway. I've always felt like uh, some of the scariest players that I don't really don't want to play against are the players who just like love a book or like love mythology. So they just know it because they've read it all and they just like adore it. So then when you bring up something, they're like, oh, yeah, slam dunk. I know that. And you're just like, oh, well, you're never going to beat genuine interest. And you can't have genuine interest in everything. That's just not how the world works. You can be interested in a lot of things. But uh, I know that, uh, you know, um, I think those, having having those genuine interests and really feeding into them is one of the way, best ways to get really scary at Quizable, really, really impressive. 
Um, we're thinking about those teams that this year uh, did really well in MSNCT, but just fell a little bit short. And I'm not saying that you guys are experts at falling short, experts at getting second place and then winning, but <laughs> what advice would you give to a team listening to this who felt like they wanted to win MSNCT next year? They were like, okay, Chenery's out of the way. Now we can win. Next year will be our year. What would be your advice to that team? Well, we had this philosophy going into the game that every time there was a score check, we would tell ourselves the score is zero to zero. Because in a way, you got to forget the past of the game. You just got to focus on the present. And you don't. And also, you can't be worrying about the future either, because if you're too caught up about who you'll play in two, three, maybe even 10 games, you're not going to probably going to lose your focus and not win the next one. So you got to be in the moment at all times. Yeah, I think our strategy during the tournament was quite good. Um, yeah, speaking to like before the season, I felt like what we did was we just like kept things consistent. We played a lot of tournaments. I didn't feel like there was really a time where we weren't like studying or like uh, like a drought of tournaments or a drought of practice. I feel like we've always kept it pretty consistent and it's led up to how much harder did you work this year compared to last year because that that sting losing to longfellow like had to have impacted you so how much how much more did you put in this year compared to last year just to get over that one game hump just that extra you know, 100, 200 points that you needed to get over the hump. How much more work did that take? Actually, it was 30 points. It was a lot. It was very close last year. Um, I remember that last year, we I did not really study as consistently. Basically, I studied a lot going up to IPNCT, which was in April, the Individual Players National Championship Tournament. And then after that, I just kind of stopped studying for the whole month before MSNCT. Uh, this month, I feel like, it's been a lot better. And also, um, we're not shorthanded this year. We had uh, Jeffrey and Fergus who were very instrumental in our success. So um, compared to playing a lot of tournaments alone, Andrew, this one's just for Andrew, uh, but everyone else definitely has a lot to contribute. Uh, how was that compared to this year playing with three teammates? What were the bumps of that process of putting the team together, like finding the members of the Avengers uh, to to put this team together, how what was that process like? So I knew that Greg definitely was uh, definitely should be on the team because Greg was uh, still at Henry. Greg was a very good player at MSNCT last year, and then Fergus and Jeffrey have been coming to our practices since last season as well. So we basically ran a tryout sometime in the winter, I believe, and we read a lot of questions. We determined uh, Fergus. I think as our third person, but we always kept this spot open to allow people to attend tournaments, even if they didn't make the team and stuff. And I think that's how we got Jeffrey to uh, come to tournaments and stuff. And they've been improving a lot. They've definitely uh, are learning off tournaments they've gone to. And putting together a four person team is uh, was quite hard, but it was very worthwhile in the end. All right, so we can see the scores from this weekend and we can, you know, we can kind of gleam what what looked like they were close matches, but I'm interested in what the four of you really think. 
what were the toughest matches that you actually played in, in nationals? What were the ones that made you like nervous or sweated out? What were the tough ones? <laughs> yeah. Our, both our games since Middlesex were very close. Thank um, you. I, 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 he, he was paid he to say it. that. He said it, not me. He said it. <laughs> Your checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Um, during our game before lunch, uh, I knew that I had to play at like top of my game. I had to be good on strategy. Uh, we had to do well on bonuses. We had to not like mess anything up too big. And that that worked out. It was very close for most of the game, though. Uh, I know that they like Greg Jeffrey Fergus. They definitely contributed a lot during our close matches. Uh, I think one that was quite close, but the score didn't really show it. Might have been uh, our game against Sycamore. Uh, we won out in the end, but is for- that the Saturday game you're talking about? Yeah, Around- yeah, they were leading like 165 to zero after toss of five, and we were kind of stressed out because it was only I think five rounds in, and we didn't really want to take a loss at that point, especially mm-hmm. since Sycamore had the one card and we wanted that card. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a very close game until the very end. A uh, lot of lot of close games at nationals, yeah. And there was actually this one team we played in scrims on Friday night. The first team we played, they were. A team of fifth graders and they caught us off guard because Colvin Run, right? That's who it was, Colvin yeah. Run. Yeah, they feed into Cooper. So that's that's why they're so good. We yeah. we we did win, but it, it was definitely a surprise how well they did against us. So yeah. I think that's who knocked out our B team. Cool. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, they had some really, you know, strong buzzes and they had some really enthusiastic players who were really excited to get questions right about content that they clearly loved. I think the secret of Quiz Bowl uh, on that level is getting really excited and falling in love with the content. If you are a player that like when you hear, um, you know, pencil and paper ready are like chomping at the bit to like start writing math stuff down, then uh, I'm sorry, unless I have a player that's a equally as excited it's going to be it's going to be tough so um did you feel like you ever had to uh divide content areas i know you said that uh you know andrew's a generalist but how did you guys like stake out your areas did you did you have to do a little bit of team balancing where uh one player had to maybe like take an area they didn't necessarily want uh or did you you know just all kind of go and it just worked out perfectly um, yeah, we don't really have that clear cut category divisions. Like we basically just study what we want to study. That was kind of our philosophy for most of the year. But at the end, I think we divided it that like our bad categories, which are like religion, science, uh, auditory fine arts, stuff like that. We basically divided it up and then had people basically study that and get good at that. So, uh, we wouldn't have such big holes at nationals. And I think that worked kind of well. Um, I, I wasn't really interested in chemistry before I studied it in quiz bowl, but I knew I had to do it. And I think it's actually pretty interesting. And while I have you here, City, how well do you think Belmont's going to do next weekend at HSNCT? Oh boy. Um, so we're not, we're a team that um, enjoys scaling hard content. 
we're not an NAQT team. We're hoping we'll be like choked at the 2021 pace. I believe one of the choke players said Verbatim that they we, we were just watching them and they were just like so relaxed. They like they like played well, their opponents were just like stressing out all the time. So I think because we don't have that expectation to win, we can just chill out and this will make us perform better, actually. It's a good answer. I I think so, but but do you guys feel like are you all going to Belmont High School? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. So do you feel like four years from now? You guys are going to win again? I definitely think the high school level is a lot harder, but the really interesting thing is that in 2026, there will be basically the same people plus a few more who were at the 2022 MSNCT last year. And then in 2027, there will be a lot of the same people who are at MSNCT this year. And I think that um, we, will, we will hopefully be good in those years, um, although definitely other people will improve. And... There were a lot of great players I saw like a few days ago that I think will also do very well in high school. Um, I'm not sure that we'll be able to win another nationals again, but uh, if it happens, I will be very happy. Yeah. Uh, my my final question would be, uh, and and we can we can cut this, we can edit this completely. I know that Andrew has listened to the podcast. Have the rest of you listen to the to any of the podcasts? I listen to the podcast. Um. <laughs> A grand total of twice. Hey, we'll take the it. First time was last year's MSNCT predictions, mm-hmm. and the second time was that one you made the, the most recent one. Yeah, hey, that's uh-huh. two, two more times than my wife has listened to it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, uh, we make this podcast for the the diehards, so we are we are very deeply rewarded to hear that. Uh, I think this is two years in a row. The national champions three years in a row. Churchill. Yeah. So three years in a row, the national champions uh at the middle school level have all uh, known about this podcast. So right. I feel like we're we're hitting our we're hitting our target group. All there. right. And so Churchill came in second mm-hmm. uh to Hunter and then they won. And then they beat Longfellow, who came in second, and then they won. And then Channery came in second, and then they won. So River Trail next year's your year, man. Yeah, next River Trail year. might be your year next year. And then we'll have them. They had a, I think they were uh, their top two scores were all seventh graders, and especially I believe Kaiden, who is extremely good at science, and Xi'an, who is an extremely good generalist. I believe they're both seventh graders, and I think they will do very well. Uh, yeah, the MSNCT. All right. Well, Anika Bonsal is a seventh grader, and I think she's going to have something to say about that. <laughs> I agree. The podcast, I'd like to say that something that was said about last year's podcast, as the questions get harder, Andrew Gao gets better, has become something that Andy and I quoted each other as sort of a game thing. So I would like you to know that your podcast has taken on memetic value, at least in the Gao house. Yes, I love that. That's Thank true. you. Thank you for and that. It's it's a, it's a true statement. It is though. just true. Yes. We can mm-hmm. we might be able to beat you at, at an MS set, but once they got to uh high school regs, um yeah. Good luck. And I have no doubt whatever things you're doing on Discord or whatever, uh, as you're as you're going into high school or the those are gonna start to be college level questions and beyond. I can't I can't imagine the difficulty of those questions as you just start to go, well, let's, you know, let's just go into uh all these all these, you know, things that MS doesn't even cover. So um so at the same time, I very much enjoy middle school quiz full. Like very sad that MSCT prelims was the last time I'm playing a middle school set. Though I think I will be very excited to staff middle school tournaments and maybe staff nationals in the future. All right. Well, Jeff, Greg, Andy, Cindy, 
Fergus, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, wish you all the best uh, in high school. Cindy, good luck at HSNCT. Um, keep on listening to the podcast and uh, and keep on doing great things, uh, not just for the Quiz Bowl community, but for, uh, but for everything at large. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks for having thank you very much. Thank Excellent you. work, guys. Once again, we want to congratulate Chenery for winning nationals. And we want to thank them so much for coming on the podcast. You know, when people come up to Mrs. Ivy or they come up to me in some of these tournaments, maybe they've just seen us play. They're impressed by the way we play. They'll ask, what do you guys do? How do you guys practice? And when we tell them how often we do, they're a little disappointed because they know they they can't put in that kind of time. And I understand that. Barbara and I are crazy, but we are dedicated to succeeding. And so that's why we practice nine times a week. That's why we're always looking for new things, new ideas, ways of improving, anything to give us an edge. And as I said, we take our success very seriously. So we came in fourth. And I want to just say I am very proud of my A-team for coming in fourth. I'm proud of my program for having four teams that qualified this year. I think we were the only program there in Chicago that had four teams. And they all deserve to be there. There's no doubt in my mind. They all deserve to be there, and they represented us well. I'm very proud of the 17 players that we had this year that went. But we haven't finished fourth in a number of years. When Andrew and his group did the pre-rankings going into MSNCT, and they had us ranked fourth, so good job. They nailed it. You know, I said, I don't, I don't disagree with the top three, which was Chenery and Cooper and Strawberry Park. Yeah, but after that, and I, I, I was a little curious to why they had us ranked so high, mainly because we were ranked high last year and we only came in 13th. I say only like that isn't an accomplishment, but based on the expectations that we had set for ourselves, I think you can ask the players, I think 13th was a little bit lower than what they would have thought. But fourth is about as good as I could have expected or as good as I could have hoped for and better than I expected. So I'm very proud of fourth. When I, uh, when the match with Chenry was over and it was, oh, we knew we were coming in fourth and that was, or third or fourth, I was sure I was disappointed. Okay, we're not going to win. But that disappointment dissipated very quickly and was just replaced with pride and joy. Like We're fourth. We, are, we were a final four team in the country this year. That is all of our hard work paying off. And not just this year's work, but for the eighth graders, that's three years of hard work. For the seventh graders, it's two years of hard work that paid off. And you might be asking where I'm going with this. Part of me is just wants to say how proud I am of my program. And this is my platform, so I'm going to do that. But we work so hard, constantly, always looking to improve, always looking for an edge, always looking for something that might turn into a question and how can we make sure our players know this 
So all of that work, and there were still three teams better than us. And that's not me saying, like, I'm disappointed, because, again, I'm not. That is me just in awe of Chenery and what they accomplished, because I know how hard we worked. And for them to beat us, for them to be better than us, is an amazing accomplishment. I hope their school recognizes that. I hope their district recognizes that. We here in the Quiz Bowl community sure do. We applaud your dedication. We applaud your effort. And we applaud your accomplishment. So congratulations to Chenery and to River Trail, Cooper, everyone that attended MSNCT. It was a great capstone to years of work. And for the 6th and 7th graders and 5th graders who were there who still have a chance, uh, we hope that listening to this podcast has helped you improve because that's what this podcast is about. We hope we have helped you improve. So thank you so much for listening to For 10 Points. Hey, if you have a question that you want us to answer, remember our email, 410points at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. For Andrew Turiago, this is Ken Romeo signing off. Until next time.